Remember last offseason, we we watched every other team sign every free agent, and the Dodgers did nothing. This year is the opposite of that. After signing the best hitter on the market uh, less than two weeks ago, the Dodgers have now signed the best pitcher on the market. Oh, oh by the way, the best hitter on the market is going to be one of the best pitchers on the market next year too. So Dodgers signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It's not official, but it's, it's past and official, and that's good enough for us. We are here live talking about that with you, taking your comments, talking all about Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the newest Dodger. Let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is a very special live episode of Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen every weekday morning, or in this case, live at 8.46 p.m. on a Thursday evening. Thank goodness for California rain, because Vince was supposed to be in a car on his way to Mexico right now. Instead, he is here with me. I'm Jeff Snyder. That's Vince Samperio, both lifelong Dodger fans like you, both excited out of our minds about the Dodgers uh, we, we haven't even gotten over the excitement of Shohei Otani yet, and now we get Yoshinobu Yamamoto. We thought it was going to happen. It's happening. Before we jump in, I got to tell you this episode is sponsored by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And maybe for that FanDuel bet, you you know, too bad baseball season hasn't started yet because I think it's going to be a safe bet to bet on the Dodgers a bunch this year uh, because, you know, the, I don't even know where to start, Vince. Like, I, I believed, yeah, Stephanie Heider says it, best offseason ever. Uh, I, I've always believed, like, I really, really believed that Yamamoto was going to sign with the Dodgers, just like I really believed that Otani was going to sign with the Dodgers. But I also, like, when it actually happens, it, it's kind of like when my wife agreed to marry me. Like, I knew she liked me, but still, when she actually said yes to me, I was like, holy crap, what are you doing? Is this really happening to me? That's how I feel. Like, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, thank you for agreeing to marry me. I guess that's what I'm saying, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for deciding to do it tonight because any of the next three days would have been a little more hectic coming up with holidays. But, yeah, the, it's kind of funny. It was a sim similar sense to the Otani stuff. Not 100%. Uh, but earlier in the day, we got a report that Yamamoto was going to be at the Rams game with Otani. And then it became that he wasn't going to be there. And then after all, the, the source ended up being a celebrity list, uh, which means anybody that was potentially going to be there. So uh, he didn't end up being there. And then as we kept, as the night kept going on, it was, okay, he might decide in the next few days, next 48 hours. Okay, the Giants are out. Okay, it looks like Dodgers and Yankees are still the front runners with the Mets having a shot. And then of all people, Jack Curry from the S Network first tweeted it. And then you're like, okay, well, I got to wait a little bit. And then the one after him was Jim Bowding. You're like, okay, I probably still have to wait a little bit. And then Ken Rosenthal tweeted it, but his ver the words he used, I couldn't tell if they were close to a deal with Yamamoto or, or they closed close. a yeah. deal with Yamamoto. So then I'm like, okay, let me just wait a little bit more. And then everything else started coming in. Uh, you know, John Heyman and every and everybody else. And then like, finally, uh, Jeff Passan came in with the actual numbers. Everyone had said over 300 mil. He came in with the actual numbers and. Uh, yeah, what what I mean, what like I said, what an offseason, what a time to be a Dodger fan. And excited like it's raining and cold in LA right now, and I'm sweating just from excitement. 
Yeah. Uh, you can tell how exciting this is because Vince just pronounced Jeff Passan's last name right for the first time in history, in the history of this podcast. Five years of this podcast, he's never said Passan before. Th this is momentous, truly momentous. Uh, Otani didn't get, he, he got Jeff Passan, but uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto gets Jeff Passan from Vince. That is the sign of approval. Yeah. 12 years, 325. We talked yesterday, Vince, about a 12 year contract and how it makes sense for a guy who's 25 years old you know, to lower the AAV, uh, because 37 years old, like, like we said yesterday, he could, he could be very good for like nine of those 12 years. And that's totally worth it. Uh, and, and it drops the AV down to 27 million a year. Uh, I guess 27 point a little tiny bit, just enough to make him more than Garrett Cole. Uh, we did see a report. I think that, uh, the Mets came in at the last minute with a 12 year, 325 offer and the Dodgers matched that. Uh, and so, yeah, like it made sense that the Dodgers weren't going to allow themselves to be outbid on Yoshinobu Yamamoto because when you've gone all in on, on Otani, especially with the deferred money, the Dodgers are paying Yamamoto and Otani a combined $29 million a year. Like, uh, you know, obviously there's the deferrals. They'll, they'll deal with that. The, the luxury tax number is a lot higher than that. It's 70 ish million between the two, but even that pretty darn reasonable for those two players. And uh, it is signing Yamamoto. Like they had plans B, C, and D. We talked about a lot of those, you know, the other day about Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns or, you know, Lucas Giolito or Jordan Montgomery, whoever. And, you know, they may still sign one, one of those free agents. Uh, they're probably now not going to trade for, for Cease or, or Burns, but, you know, wouldn't totally rule it out. But the good news is that means we, we talked yesterday about they have some guys who need to be traded, which means they can still go out and, and improve the roster. They can say, okay, we don't have to trade a bunch of prospects for Dylan Cease. So, hey, Rays, let's let's revisit the Randy Rosarena talk because we need a right-handed hitting left fielder who's a superstar. And, and you know, so uh, we did see, I saw a comment uh, somewhere up there in our, our thread, Doug Payne, uh, asking how much the Dodgers tax just went up on anybody uh, trying to trade with the Dodgers. Uh you know, I don't think teams are going to hold it against the Dodgers in that way. I think teams are going to do what's best for them. And if the Dodgers make the Rays a good offer for Randy Rosarena, they'll get him. But As we've seen in other sports, when there's super teams built, teams are going to look out for their best interest. Teams actively helped, like teams like the Warriors and stuff in the NBA get under the certain taxes or money or, or you know, uh, payroll in order to get the team they already had like the Dodgers already have this team for you to hold it against them is not going to make much sense if you're going to get a good deal out of it yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's the nature of this is why owners like the reason we have labor stoppages in baseball is because owners can't help themselves they keep giving these contracts it's it's like owners are like please somebody stop us from spending all this money every owner every front office is going to do what's best for their team and especially an American League team like the Rays they're like, okay, if we make it to the World Series and the Dodgers make it to the World Series, then it affects us. Otherwise, it's like it doesn't even really affect us. I mean, with the balanced schedule, they'll play them every year, but but not like it's it's a division rival or anything. So, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers now, you know, when when they signed Otani, we said it's not a complete offseason. It's awesome. Otani is an amazing first step, but Yamamoto needs to be the next step. And then an outfielder needs to be the step after that. Like the first two steps. Well, two starting pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. The, but the first two steps are complete. And, and, you know, when you think about the fact that it is the best hitter and the best pitcher on the market, 
like teams have had big off seasons and we know winning the off season doesn't mean anything. Yeah. The Dodgers have to play the games. They have to win in October, all of that stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But this feels different to me than other teams winning the off season, because this isn't signing Eric Hosmer. Uh, this is the best hitter and the best pitcher on the free agent market. And both of like Oshohi Otani is probably the best hitter in baseball right now. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is a legit like number one pitcher, uh, not probably not the best pitcher in baseball, but like, you know, top 15, like th those things, these guys don't even hit the free agent market very often. And to sign both of those guys in one off season and not be done yet. It's just, like you said, like it, it's, I, I feel giddy right now. Yeah. And you know, the, the other part of this is winning in the off season is, most of the time, teams that win the offseason are trying to win more games in general. When the Rangers won the offseason a couple years ago, they still didn't even make the playoffs the next year. And then it obviously worked out for them this year. They, they won it all. The Dodgers are winning the offseason, adding to a team that won 100 games that didn't lose any of the main people. Like They lost one starting pitcher, but that had already happened during the season. And, you know, potentially another starting pitcher who might not be able to pitch toward the end of the season. But other than that, you're adding Shohei Otani and Yamamoto and Glasnow to a team that won 100 games last year and still has almost the exact same lineup. Although they're adding a better bat at shortstop with Gavin Lux over whoever, everybody that had a shortstop. And then, you know, you're up. The upgrade at DH, while not the biggest upgrade in the world, is still big enough. Like, it's not the upgrade between, you know, some random Joe DH and Otani. You know, J.D. Martinez was very good last year, but Otani was better, and Otani will be better. And, you know, overall, you're adding, you know, Glasnow and Yamamoto, who both can start game one of a playoff game if you need them right now. And then you're waiting on the development of, you know, Bobby Miller and Machine and guys like that. And, we you know, Walker Buehler hopefully coming back to form. So there's a lot to be excited about. Obviously, you know, as we know, October is a different game, and there's a long time till we get there. But uh, you can't be any more excited than you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. A lot more to talk about here. Got a lot of comments from you guys. We're going to talk to you. Uh, so much more to say about Yamamoto. So we will be back in a second. Thanks for making it. Keep it keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Moneyline just means you pick the winner. You don't have to pick the spread or the over-under or anything like that. Just say, this game, I think this team's going to win. Put five bucks on it, and if you're right, you get 150 bucks in bonus bets that you can use on any other bets on FanDuel. It's a great way to get your account started. So you've been thinking, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including sp spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Little housekeeping. Remember to check out the two 24-7 streaming channels that Locked on has. Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Sports Los Angeles. One covers all the sports. One covers just Los Angeles sports. Uh, I suspect this episode is going to be showing up on both of those channels on Friday because this is the biggest news in the country right now, uh, both in baseball and in all sports. And uh, we get to talk about it. So check out those channels, Locked on Sports Today, Locked on Sports Los Angeles. 
Uh, go to joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers if you want to join Locked On Dodgers Insiders where you get text messages from us uh, back and forth with us. A lot of fun. We've been having a lot of fun tonight talking uh, on with our insiders over there, uh, following the breaking news as it was happening. Uh, and yeah, love to hear your thoughts in the comments here. Uh, and you know, a lot of comments here. We appreciate uh, Pat Dwyer. Oh, sorry, Vince, you had put one in, but I saw Pat, so I put it in too. Uh, he asks, is it possible the framework of another deal like Randy Rosarena is already in place contingent on this signing? They probably didn't get that far, I wouldn't think, but I suspect that, uh, you know, now that, I mean, as soon as this is official enough for the Dodgers to know, it's really official. Uh, there's no reason to think Yamamoto's physical is going to have any issues. Uh, so it, it's happening. And so now, yeah, I think they're going to, pivot and say, okay, what's next for this roster? They may say, okay, it's December 21st. Uh, let's, let's make some phone calls on December 26th, but they may not, you know, uh, Andrew that, Friedman, you know, Hanukkah is already over. So Andrew Friedman, uh, his holiday season, uh, I, I think he's working the phones. Um, it is I, like, I, I was think, trying to think of the last time the Dodgers had an offseason that was even close to this. And I remember on back-to-back -back days, the Dodgers signed Hunjin Ryu and Zach Greinke. Uh, I think it was those two. Was that sound right? Were they the same offseason? Because I remember I, I was at Disneyland, and I saw Aaron Harang. I and don't I have your memories. I don't know. I high-fived Aaron Harang and said, go Dodgers. And uh, thinking, wow, I just high-fived the Dodgers' number four starter. And then the next day, they signed – uh, Granky and I said, Oh, I guess Harang was the number five starter. And then the next day they signed Ryu and I said, Oh, guess Harang's getting traded. So, uh, that was, uh, that I'm pretty sure it was those two guys. And, and that was a big deal. And obviously, uh, Granky and, and Ryu both had really good Dodgers careers, but, uh, I don't think Granky and Ryu quite compares to Otani and Yamamoto, uh, on, on this level of excitement for sure. And, and, you know, social media wasn't then what it is now. And so everything is more exciting these days. Uh, Paul, throw up that, that comment from Paul Charles right there at the bottom. That's something. Jesus Lazardo from the Marlins. Like, I, I like the idea of Jesus Lazardo. Like, he's got such good stuff. I don't know why he hasn't put it together and become the best pitcher in baseball yet. Because I remember when watching him as pitch as a rookie, I was like, this isn't fair. How's anybody ever going to hit this guy? Uh, Lazardo would look really good in Dodger blue in, in that rotation. Uh, but, you know, that. They, they, they can make those trades. They can start thinking about that. You know, in addition to Randy Rosarena, they can be thinking, okay, is, are there other pitchers we want to trade for? Do we want to still pursue Dylan Cease? Do we want to, you know, tell the Brewers, hey, look, you're not going anywhere, so give us Corbin Burns. Let's make a deal. You know, the, the Dodgers, like, Andrew Friedman is the king of the castle, and he is doing his thing. And uh, can you even imagine how he feels right now? Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um very hydrated, I would hope. And, yeah, I mean, right now what it is for the Dodgers is you addressed the three needs you had. And, yes, obviously the money is part of it. But for the Dodgers, the money isn't the part of it. Like, that's – that's especially with the Otani deferrals, like, that's not the part – the biggest part of it. You got through got and added two starting pitchers, well, three after a year, and then, you know, the best hitter that was on the market, maybe one of the best hitters in baseball, like you said. And – all you really given up is Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. And you still have, you know, everyone's expendable, right? And I don't think there's any untouchable in the Dodgers farm system right now, just for the simple fact that, okay, this is a four-year window right now. You have Freddie Freeman for four more years. You have everybody else 
in that time, Glasnow, Betts, Yamamoto, Otani, you have everybody else in that timeline. Now's the time. And, you know, they obviously will obviously have to clear a 40-man roster spot, but that can be done rather easily. But if they want to get creative and do it a different way, that's obviously ideal. But, yeah, it just opens the door for anything, really, you know. Michael Bush, Miguel Vargas, uh, you know, Diego Cartaya, uh, you know, I think other than Sheehan, I think Sheehan and Bob Miller might be the closest to untouchable, but they're legitimate. Like M- Miller's a rotation piece. He's in the yeah. rotation. They're not really prospects anymore. Yeah. Sheehan is right behind him there. You know, Frost, Landon Act, like there's just so much. And, you know, realistically, yeah, it's, it might hurt you in the in the short term right now. But come one other season of development, the Dodgers are going to have five or six more guys in the top 100 prospects realistically moving on. So it just opens the door for you to do whatever you want. And the, the good part is, like, you can do nothing right now. You're going into the season as one of the best teams in baseball. And then you wait and see. And then you see, you know, what's available at the deadline or what, you know, whatever you end up needing or where, you know, where you can patch up. And then you go from there. So it, it just it's a calming feeling knowing that, okay, if the season started right now, we're, you know, one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best team in baseball, and we have the means to get better if we want to. This comment I just threw up from nature boy cell. Uh, I think this is your territory Vince, because you, you know, my answer, but who is the number one sports team in LA right now, Dodgers or Lakers? Uh, I get right now subjective because it's kind of always going to be the Lakers in general, but if it's like hot right now, it's the Dodgers, you know, the, like, Literally right now, Lakers have lost five of their last six. The Dodgers lost in October. Everyone's forgot about that because they got Otani, Yamamoto, guys now. So right now, the hottest team in L.A. is probably the Dodgers. But, you know, that's right now, right now. And, and it's not a bad thing, like, to be right there with the Lakers because Lakers have won a lot more championships and, they're, and they have a stronger fan base in general. But the Dodgers are hot on the tails and probably the better one right now. Yeah, Dodgers by a mile. Me and Ramsey's Garcia see it the same way. Uh, what, what's a basketball? Uh, you know, Lane Thomas is a name that you and I didn't say on yesterday's episode that uh, somebody mentioned in the YouTube comments. Like, yeah, he, he could be. I like the idea of Lane Thomas in left field. If I think Rosarena is still my first choice, but I think I might take Lane Thomas over some of the other guys we talked about. Uh, but yeah, you know, so, so many options now. Uh, shoot in the comments, guys. Let us know who you think. Uh, what the Dodgers next move or moves should be. Um, it, it is, you know, Tristan mentions Josh Hader. And, and like I said, on the episode a little while ago, uh, a couple, you know, several days ago, I think the reason people didn't like the Josh Hader idea had a lot to do with the fact that bullpen isn't their big need. Well, but now they've, they've addressed their big needs. Now I think people could get on board with the Hader signing too. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's just money at that point. So, uh, let, let's take one last break and then we'll come back. We'll take some more comments. Uh, one more ad to read. And this is a good one uh, specific to Southern California. So thanks for being with us and please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Logic Banking. You know, on this show, there's a lot of in-depth analysis, some hot takes once in a while. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. 
Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logics. Visit your local Logic branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, two 24-7 streaming channels that the Locked On Podcast Network has on YouTube. Locked On is your team every day. Uh, Doug Payne says Friedman's taking Christmas weekend, Christmas weekend off. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, somebody else says Roki Sasaki should be the next signing for the Dodgers. He probably won't be available until next year. That'll be an interesting one. Uh, we haven't really talked much about Sasaki, but uh, Sasaki, I believe, uh, isn't he? Wouldn't won't he be in the same boat as Otani was? That he if won't he be comes a- over before twenty twenty five, the end of twenty twenty five. Okay, so if he comes over next year, uh, he would be. It wouldn't even take a lot of money to sign him. It would just be convincing him that this is where he wants to play, and you know, maybe having Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto on the team would be a good uh, selling point there. Roki Sasaki is very exciting. Uh, so that that's one for next year to look at. He asked to be posted this offseason, but it doesn't seem likely that that will actually happen. Uh, I, so a couple of people asked about Clayton Kershaw here in the comments. I don't think this changes the likelihood one way or the other of Kershaw coming back, at least from the Dodgers standpoint. Um, I, I still believe that anything that makes the Dodgers better increases the chances of Clayton Kershaw coming back to the Dodgers because he wants to win another World Series before he retires. And uh, so the Dodgers made themselves better today. So in that way, uh, I think it's more likely for him to want to come back to the Dodgers. From the Dodgers standpoint, if he wants to come back, they're going to bring him back. His role will be, you know, to be determined. Uh, But Clayton Kershaw will have a home with the Dodgers as long as he wants to pitch for the Dodgers. Um, Yeah, I mean, one thing on that point is that we have, you know, it's exciting, but as of right now, the number five starter would be Emmett Sheehan or, you know, if they want to keep Michael Grove as a starter or Ryan Yarbrough, like, you know, Emmett Sheehan is fine as a number five starter, but he's not somebody that is, you know, necessarily expected to hold his own over 30 starts in the season. So, you know, regardless of where we're at now, we're in a much better spot than we were a few weeks ago but the Dodgers rotation is still going to get added to or either added to now or added to later in the sense of like Kershaw and everything else. Because also if Walker Buehler has a delayed start to the season, you know, then you're down to, then you're down another starter. So there's a, there's still, I would imagine them to get at least one more starter right now, whether that's a, a low, a good, you know, I don't know if Giolito would, would be a guy like that or Sean Manejo, we've talked about guys that are looking to get themselves back or, or take a one-year deal in order to try to get that into a long-term deal after that, or if it's going to be more of a, you know, even lower type of guy. But again, we don't have to worry about that that stuff right now. Um, we can focus on, on the fact that they do have, you know, a really, really good top three, four in their rotation. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go to a six man rotation this year, when you factor in, you know, Bueller is going to be limited somewhat. Glassdown might be limited somewhat. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, or you know, Yamamoto's used to pitching once a week in Japan. You know, yeah. Tani, they had a six-man rotation. They're likely going to six-man next year for Otani anyway. Yeah. So might as well do it this year, and that does give you more options, more, you know, and then maybe even 
one or two of those spots as a piggyback, you know, uh, probably not if they, I doubt they do two piggyback spots in a six man rotation. So eight starting pitchers, although, you know, cause that only leaves you room for five relievers. Uh, but you know, uh, with that much rest, you, 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 you would expect to need fewer relievers, but you know, there's, there's probably room for seven starting pitchers on this Dodgers roster this year. And so, like you said, that's that's plenty of room for these young guys to get cycled through and get there. You know, Gavin Stone get another shot. You know, uh, Emmett Sheehan get time. Michael Grove get some shots if he doesn't get traded. Uh, all all those people. Plus, you know, yeah, maybe a, a Lucas Giolito or or somebody bigger. You know, and that's the that's the fun part. That's what's going to be fun to watch because there's no nothing in the rule book. You know, it's like Air Bud. Nothing in the rule says a dog can't play basketball. Nothing in the rule says you can't trade for Corbin Burns just because you already signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. There's nothing against that. And so there, there's no reason to think that, oh, okay, the Dodgers are done playing at the deep end of the pool. Now they're going to get the bit play. No, they're going to swim the deep end as long as they want to because they haven't given up any prospects yet, like uh, to speak of in trades. Uh, no offense to Pepio. And Pepio's not a prospect, so he, he doesn't have to get offended. No offense to Johnny DeLuca. He's a fourth outfielder, you know? Uh, you know, they've got prospects to trade. They've still got money to spend. And so it is like one of the most exciting things for me about this Yamamoto signing is that now it kicks off the rest of the offseason. Everything else was kind of on hold, on pause, while we waited to see where Yamamoto was going to go. Now we know where Yamamoto is going, and that kicks off things for other teams and for the Dodgers to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, Blake Snell's going to sign somewhere now. You would imagine the White Sox are going to reopen their phones for Dylan C's. And I think, you know, I think Burns makes a lot of sense right now because, you know, you're expecting Altani to anchor the rotation in 2025, hopefully coming back from second Tommy John or, you know, whatever bra- bracer, whatever it was called that he got. And you kind of wouldn't mind a one-year bridge right now to get to that point. And Corbin Burns is not a bad bridge to have. Um, and who knows, maybe even convince him to stick around after the fact. Maybe not. He's a Boris guy. But, uh yeah, I think they're, they're still – it's one of those things where I think there's – they can do more, and I don't want to get, you know, too forward. They, they're going to make one more impact move, whether it's an impact bat or whether it's another impact pitcher. Uh, could be starter, could be reliever. I think they're going to make at least one more move. And, and like I said, it just opens up the door for so much now because you're settled. At the end of the day, if you get nothing else this offseason, you're going into the season with – a very complete team, but you obviously can add to it. And that's where they're going to work now. And that's kind of where it's exciting. And that's might be where we see like when uh, some random name we've never even talked about get into the mix or something like that, where, you know, not that teams would think like this, but if you're a like borderline team right now, do you really want to count on the Dodgers not winning in October again as like the reason to go for it? Like, would you want to be like, okay, let's, Let's take what these Dodgers have churned out uh, in terms of prospects and, you know, let's maybe wait one more year and see what this team looks like. Because, you know, if it turns out that, like, the Dodgers just steamroll through this season, win it all and everything else, you know, that's as an owner, as a GM, as something, baseball is going to have parity all the time. Baseball is going to, you know, be a a crapshoot, quote unquote, in October. But the Dodgers have a team that would be able to, kind of say, well, maybe it's not a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. And and when you look at this 2024 team, like 
everything about it is exciting. And it's only going to get more exciting. They've got a legitimate, they've got three legitimate MVP contenders in Otani, Betts, and, and Freeman. They've got, I, I'd have to think, the rookie of the year front runner now in Yamamoto. Uh, you know, possibly a Cy Young front runner in Yamamoto. You know, if Walker Bueller comes back healthy, you know, he, he's in that mix. Like, so it is both for individual awards and for like the team. And, and this is where, like, this is one of the reasons that you and I stress a lot, like enjoy the 162 because you can't right now on December 21st be stressing about October 6th of next year. You know, yeah. that's if, if you weren't doing it before, if there ever was a year to just say, Hey, let me enjoy this. You know, right now is that time. Yeah. And, and you can start stressing about October in September. You know, ideally, I, I always wait till October, but wait till September at least, because this team, I we could be looking at the Dodgers won 111 games two years ago. I, I don't, I, I don't think there's any question that on paper, this team is quite a bit better than that team. And yeah, and, and still has improvements to make. And so it is, uh, man, it's exciting. Like I, I always love doing a Dodgers podcast, but uh, this off season so far easily been the funnest off season. Uh, obviously the 2019, 2020 off season was the least fun because we had to, you know, it lasted that off season lasted 35 years because of COVID and, and, you know, but well, this one, we got Mookie. No, I mean like the, the off season that started in 2019 and ended in 2020, like that off season. Uh, oh yeah. but yeah, oh, yeah, we, oh, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> it was fun at the beginning and then it just dragged on and on. Well, it was fun and for like three weeks and then in February and, First week of March, and then it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. But this one, you know, assuming no global pandemics, fingers crossed, uh, th this is going to be a fun off season. It's already been pretty amazing. Excited already to see the uh, the press conference. Hopefully, the Dodgers just left all the chairs up at Dodger Stadium uh, shortly after Christmas. Get that press conference done. Get Yamamoto officially under contract, and then you know we really so, have to learn Japanese now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, or at least. Uh, you know, get get an app that'll translate on the fly yeah. for us or something. But uh, you know, oh, any uh, I I don't know what else to say. Like, obviously, more information is going to roll in, but we know the terms of the deal. We know there's no deferrals. Uh, we know it's basically official because all the big people reported it. Uh, like that, it's yeah. I, I the only question is when when do the Dodgers announce it and make it officially official? Yeah, and that's. Like I said, there is a 40-man move to make. Brian Hudson is still on there, or somebody's still on there that they might not have to make a trade for. Um, yeah, Brian Hudson's still there, so he, his time as a Dodger might be uh, coming to an end if they just want to hurry up and official, make this official. But, uh, yeah, there's they're still, as you you know, you guys are dropping in a lot of comments. There's still a lot to talk about, and, and a lot of these comments are, are part of that. But... For right now, let's soak it in. Yamamoto, Yo and Show, Show and Yo, however you want to say it. The Dodgers are here. They've done what we – the dream offseason was Otani and Yamamoto probably. That's what they got. They added Glasnow on top of that. And uh, as we've said a lot of times on this episode, it's not done yet. So let's keep going and uh, be happy. Yeah, and uh, I guess my last comment of this is – uh, the Giants went into this offseason with their <laughs> eyes on signing both Otani and Yamamoto. And uh, not only do they not get either of them, 
the Dodgers get both of them. And so, like, I, and I the only reports care about the for, Oh, they're going so hard on Yamamoto. Farhan Zaidi's never loved a guy like this. They're, they're going to do whatever they can. And they were one of the first ones that got eliminated from, like, the main group. So Yeah, I, I only care about the Dodgers, but I do a little bit care about seeing the Giants sad. Uh, I feel bad for our buddy Ben, ben Kaspik from Locked on Giants, but not so bad that I'm not going to laugh about it. So, um this is a good time to join our Dodger, Locked on Dodgers Insiders Club uh, because we will be texting like it, it's a holiday weekend coming up. I'm going to be on there all weekend, you know, chatting about this. You can interact with us one on one. You just go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Dodgers. It's a few bucks a month, but there is a free 14 day trial. So you can check it out and see if it's worthwhile to you. Once the season starts, Vince will have some behind the scenes stuff from the stadium on there. So it, it's a lot of fun. We've been having fun with the, we've got a pretty good group over there already. And so uh, it's a good way to support this podcast and uh, have more Dodger talk in your life. So I think that'll do it for us for this live episode. Thanks for hopping on with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for all the comments. I know that, uh, tonight you have a lot of live Dodger talk options and uh, I appreciate you being here with us. Those of you who aren't listening to it live, but listen to it later or watching it later. Thank you too. Thank you to all our everydayers. Uh, if you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Uh, be sure to comment on the YouTube uh, comment section. If you, if you're listening or watching there, if you listen on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you through other means, social media, whatever. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Both of our DMs are open there. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We will talk to you on Christmas. Have a good one.